Yo, yo, yo. Episode four of the Simulacra podcast. We're here again with my friend John Wary. Part two, say what's up. Hello, hello. Uh, I'm John Wary. Yeah, he is. Just like last time introducing himself. Um, Yeah, let's go ahead and get right into this. Uh, Let me know about this past week. How you been, bro? Um, It's been... Uh, just bad (laughs) Mm -hmm. college applications are coming in uh fast math test i bombed that ap gov test i did pretty good because you know i'm that political man um and then i just found out five minutes ago that i have a speech and debate quiz that's due at midnight so but we're, we're not even out of the woods yet. Priority <laughs> management, ladies and gentlemen. We got to get this podcast episode done. School can wait. School can wait. Um, college apps. What's stressful about that? Essay specifically? Yeah, the essay. Uh, I would say I'm a decent writer. Some people call me a good writer. I say I'm a bad writer. Uh, but... Um, I just cannot write for some reason I can't write about myself uh, which is weird because I was always like why should a test score define who I am the ACT Uh, and I'm like well I wish it did because I can't I can't write about myself now (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm reading some more college essays some examples Uh, get some inspiration going yeah, there's like a formula to it. So I just need to master that. It's it's almost unfortunate that there's a formula to it because if anything, they should be looking for authenticity, right? Because uh, a student can have good grades, good test scores, but su- supposedly the essay is what, you know, tells them who you are. And if you're doing it by a formula, uh, I guess it that's what makes it stressful. You know, that's just what you have to do. But um unfortunate that that's that you have to like know that somebody's going to read that and judge you entirely based off of that essay yeah i mean there is authenticity that goes into it Um, and i bet they can understand when someone's actually talking about themselves what they've done rather than someone making it up i think what you're talking about is creativity like i said there's almost like a formula to it Mm. um which is always needed to judge people because once you get, start getting into creativity, it's hard to accurately judge what is creative and what's really kind of just mediocre or something like that. It looks like you got to be an admissions counselor. That's uh, what I'm I don't hearing. Know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hearing, John. I don't know. Um, yeah. It, and some colleges, you don't need essays, I guess. Uh, not not for the most prestigious colleges you do need to write an essay but other than that you're being judged based off of essentially numbers which would you say that those numbers accurately measure your intelligence it's a difficult question yeah uh because i think I'm pretty certain that uh, those ACT tests, SAT tests 
are just kind of IQ tests in a way. Uh, you can also master like how to take the test and then you can do pretty good on it. Um, if it does measure intelligence, then I'm pretty dumb. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that. Uh, there's this, I, there's this curve where the, the X axis is, I think the X axis is intelligence and the Y axis is confidence and sort of, there's like the smartest, smartest people think that they're stupid because they're the ones that like always think you can learn more. And then everybody else is kind of in the middle. And then the dumbest, dumbest people are also extremely confident. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of scary to ask a question that essentially is questioning the entire education system. Are we really measuring students right? Um, but yeah, like an ACT test, you could literally buy one of those thick books or AP exams and study the crap out of them and do just fine. Yeah, so, I had a huge stack uh, next to me probably this whole summer, but I never opened them, I think, or <laughs> something. They were just like paper paper holders. Yeah, just kind of went in blind. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you could say it measures your intelligence better if you don't study at all. <laughs> I don't know. But that's going to make you feel like, a little self-conscious. Yeah, I didn't like the test. Um, no. It was really stressful on me. I, it's also an issue that those tests are timed. And every student, uh, just because you can read faster doesn't mean you're a better reader. So I remember on the reading portion, I didn't even finish. Like the last five questions, I put random answers down. For um, me, it was like the last 10, I think. <laughs> or something bad. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I don't think those tests should have a time limit or it should be a much more realistic time limit. Uh, mm -hmm. A minute per question can't, is not enough. Uh, so based on that, this is something we were talking about the other day. Maybe not so much tests, but grades. Would you say that they, they're a better measurement of work ethic? Um, the problem with me is that I don't get the best grades. Like I get what so far I have all A's and one B. Well, I mean, which I guess now that I say that out loud, <laughs> I guess damn, that, I'd say that's pretty good, good John. <laughs> yeah, but still, I have a B. I feel so dumb in math. Um, one because also, I haven't practiced it enough. But two, because you're also I have taking you're taking more rigorous classes, though, so that's even more of an accomplishment. But uh, for most classes, your grade kind of just depends on the assignments you turn in, except like math, for example, where the majority of the weight is on on a test. So you do have to do good on a test. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, I, I guess I'm going to call out the entire education system. But when you pressure kids that much for a test, you know, they're bound to cheat. It happens. So yeah, that's it. It's like school 
it, it doesn't make you smart. It more so makes you like knowledgeable. No, right. Like you have, you have more knowledge, you know, more things, but it doesn't, I would say being smart or having intelligence is more of your ability of how you can think on your own, you know, mm. not just knowing things. Uh, we had, a, didn't we have a debate about that in school? In, in class, I think um, our, our English class last year. I have the worst memory. I, okay. <laughs> I don't even remember what we talked about last year. But uh, aside from that, though, that's, that's the thing. That's not something that we can really challenge. Because it's like people that say defund the police, shit like that. Uh, I guess we're, damn, we're not, we're not even like 10 minutes in. I turned that a little too controversial. I'm just saying when you sort of have these criticize, uh, like, yeah, when you criticize a system like that, you have to ask yourself what replaces it. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't see which way we can measure students differently. So it's like, I, we can complain about it all we want, but it's like, what would we replace it with? How else would you do it? Yeah. Um, I'm really not sure because uh, I know that the French, the French think they're smarter than Americans or they look down upon Americans. Maybe they just look down upon everyone. <laughs> French are pretty sure. patriotic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they study philosophy in school. Um, awesome. I don't even think we have an AP philosophy class in our school. There's no, it's not even an elective option. There's no. Yeah. It's just like you learn a little bit about it in English if you're lucky. We got lucky because our English teacher was a philosophy major. Yeah, yeah. If he uh, wasn't, we probably wouldn't have learned anything. Um, but as to, as to the question, do grades measure, measure intelligence? Uh, I don't know, but I know that it does measure hard work. Uh, yeah. And I know that with my brother, because throughout middle school, he got, I think C's, B's, maybe one A. Just average. Sometimes a D. Yeah. Um, kind of just lower than what I was. Mm -hmm. And then this year with homeschooling or sort of like online school, Right. My sister's here to just push him and keep him in check all the time. Uh, so he's reading like 60 pages a day. I think 70. He's up to 70 pages a day now reading a book. Um, and then getting 100% on every math test. Like just yeah. laser focus on everything. There Is was he a something... freshman now? Yeah, he's a freshman now. Okay. Um, I forgot what class it was, maybe English or something, where my brother memorized the slides that the teacher was showing. And then I guess the teacher was showing um, like a practice quiz or something. And she said, okay, what's the answer to this question? And my brother answered it because it was the same, I guess, question or something on a slide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she was like, did you cheat? Or something like that. <laughs> he just memorized it. Um, <laughs> In sixth grade, I remember, I thought I was some sort of whiz kid in sixth grade math, but our teacher would give it, uh, well, I mean, they do this in high school too, you know, you get a practice test, uh, like a week before the test, 
and this teacher in sixth grade would make the practice test identical to the actual test. So I don't know how kids did bad in that class because you could have really just done the test at home. But yeah, it was just about memorizing the answers. Um, that's another thing. Maybe you can argue that school really just challenges your work ethic, but also a lot of it is memorization. Especially with maybe not so much with math because you have to, it's more about memorizing a process and a formula and how to figure it out. But with like history, for example, that's pure memorization. Although I do think history is a very important subject. I think it needs to be taught. But yeah, it's like it, sort of we lack some sort of moral or ethical education or philosophy even. And that might be biased since I, I'm going to be a philosophy major. But still, I, I think we need that. Uh, education of the mind without education of the heart is no education at all. <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. um i forgot to mention uh so my brother got bad grades throughout middle school now he's getting all a's he's doing better than me now so you have one b you can't be that hard <laughs> on yourself, John. yeah except all his a's are like 100 percent okay my, my b is like an 80 it's online school uh, too uh was I gonna do? Oh, but I think what my brother is doing, uh, along with getting 100% in every class, reading uh, a bunch of books, mm -hmm. um, I would say that's almost like education for the heart. Uh, there's something yeah. about reading that's just a different process, uh, especially when it's a hard book, not when it's a baby book, because I just You're realized learn all we read, read in school is just shit yeah like <laughs> yeah. they should tell us to go to a library sometime yeah read some psychology or something like that um definitely in general like at least i have you you have an older dad i have older parents too uh, there was probably one tv in their home if even when they were young so that's how people entertain themselves. They read books. But now it's like, if an Instagram caption is too long, you're not reading it. So imagine telling somebody to read a book. Uh, I definitely think that would make a lot. Uh, that's where we learn the most, I think, reading books, which is something I should probably force myself to do more with this stack over here. <laughs> but it's good that he's, that he's doing that. Uh, and yeah, reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid isn't going to get you anywhere. Or The Maze Runner or these sort of fiction books. Not really. You know, you need to challenge yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, you read uh, The Art of War, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, I didn't get through all of it because um, just school started coming into play. And I kind of got lost throughout it all. I was planning on using the art of war sort of mindset uh, in like PUBG or just thinking how I can win video games with the art well, of war. What does the book talk about? I think the most important aspect of the book is deception. 
just tricking, like mind tricking your enemy into thinking that they've won when in reality they've lost. Hmm. Uh, but actually, now that I say that, the most important uh, aspect of the book is to win the battle without having to fight or what to win the war without fighting a battle or something like that. Um, just going into a place and then taking it over that way, sort of. It, there's a lot more that goes into it. Uh, I think it's Sun Tzu, he, he knows his stuff. Yeah. The Eastern philosophers. Yeah, yeah. And you also read a challenging psychology book by Carl Jung. Mm-hmm. How was uh, that? I don't know. It was. <laughs> what did you take from it, was, it? What did you take from it? Um, trying to be an individual, uh, and not like getting into groups or something like that. Trying to have a uh, a different sort of mindset so that you're not led by dogmatic, I guess, groups or associations or something like that. That's why I don't really want to. I remember you said, "Why don't you follow?" Jordan Peterson or something like that where yeah 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 um you're just like why don't you know a lot about Jordan Peterson and I'm like I don't know I just don't want to you I think look up to I him as a god yeah, yeah yeah no he's definitely you shouldn't shouldn't look up to anyone as a god <laughs> maybe god himself if you believe in one mm-hmm. like you got to question everything almost you got to question who you listen to why are they saying everything uh that was a really cool book too hard for me but great maybe you reread it in five years and you take it take it in differently Mm -hmm, that would be interesting but yeah definitely herd mentality is a threat to society and people don't question things anymore uh we see this because everyone watches the news and is obsessed with the media or is obsessed with a politician. You know, it's, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, that's, when, when do you say, when do you ask yourself, you know, why, what do they stand for, whatever. Um, curiosity, you know, wonder. This is how we learn more. Uh, and oh, morality too. I wanted to bring up one point about that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, I think it, we usually say that like the 1950s to maybe the 70s or 80s, maybe even 90s, uh, you could largely control the American public because they all watch TV. Um, and there was mm-hmm. kind of more of a hun- homogenous media where everything, mm-hmm. everybody kind of listens to the same music. Um, they probably listen, they probably watch the same news channel. They probably all watch MTV and Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, and I've wondered, does the internet with all of our different communities, like you can't even keep track of them all, does that make it easier or harder to, I guess, you could say mind control or just influence people 
Because people are why? easily more uh, controllable when they're divided than when they're all. Oh, yeah. I just, so, I just saw something today. It was a quote that said, like, if you can make someone believe absurdities, you can make someone commit atrocities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think it's easier to do with the internet, 100%. Um, why whenever I have you on, I got to stop having, you're the one asking me questions. Uh, but we could definitely branch off with it. it I, don't know, I don't know how to say this. Freedom of speech is obviously very important, but it's like the internet sort of gives anyone a voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I suppose there's a certain danger to that. And also there's no, it's impossible when you have literally billions of people connected to fact check everything, you know, compared to when there was just like a radio or a TV. So uh, that's why having less social media, spending less time on the internet is healthier. Uh, That's why now we have more flat earthers than ever, because you sort of give them a community that makes them think they're right. Um, and feeds them the same crap over and over again. So, mm-hmm. but it's going to be interesting to see in the future what sort of, I, I guess we need some sort of legislature and cyber laws and cyber privacy uh, before we screw ourselves over with it. Social dilemma, I guess that's a very <laughs> limited perspective about it, but that documentary just about sums it all up. Uh, and also it's a less it's a less emotional world with mm-hmm. the internet because and i guess this contributes also it damn it seems like we're blaming everything on the internet but i guess we sort of can for example why people don't read so much having everything here people have lower attention spans you know nobody's going to sit down and read a book you know and you could just scroll for hours and refreshing there's yeah or yeah exactly or you could just go on spark notes i mean hell you can even pay for something to write you an essay you don't even have to write it yourself anymore uh but yeah like we talked about this the other day like imagine when you fell in love with a girl 30 40 years ago and you had to write her a letter and that just that sounds kind of trivial it's like i mean you could also write her a really long text but it's like when you're writing a letter and pen, you know, you're putting thought into it. It's more emotional. It takes time to send. And now everything is just instant. Uh, it's almost meaningless. And then on the other side, when it comes to like politics, there's just people putting a bunch of crap out there and people believing it because it's, it's just so complicated. It, it, we're not going to take away technology. So it's like, how are, how are we going to learn to live with it? I don't know. I think we have to go so far down the rabbit hole to come back up. Yeah, we have to we have to go to we have to go so low that the only way is up. Yeah, yeah. I'd say we're getting pretty close. <laughs> it feels like it. It feels like on a individual level um where it's like I don't know. It's oh, the internet just feels so 
jarring at this point mm. to where it feels good where you turn it off but it's so hard to turn it off i it's complicated mm. like you said yeah it'll uh it'll define that's... our generation that's for sure oh well that's that's what's worrying well i guess i could be seen as a hypocrite because the only way i can chase my dream of being a podcaster is thanks to the internet Mm. so it's not all negative there's obviously a lot of positive to it uh but it's not all positive that's the thing because i could also be making a podcast that's like radical and i could get followers like that um Mm. but that's that's the issue that for example our parents or older siblings or just older people in general, like 30 year olds, whatever, they got technology after they developed, you know, post 18, 20 years old. And we were born right when technology was advancing the most. So it's like, once we went to middle school, kids had iPhones, like the, like an iPhone four, which was like what, like the second iPhone. So we've, our brains have developed with it. So if it was older people, I'm sure they could sacrifice it more. But how, are, how, are, how is our generation that's going to lead in the future put limits on that? I don't know. It's kind of crucified. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to think we're screwed because I think it'll bring out the best in humanity in the end. But. Uh, what's most surprising like the generation after us i probably they're they're part of the same generation i'm not sure um but i remember being at a swim meet one time and this girl this was when musically was a thing or was there something after before musically no it was like the musically vine era it was Vine and then Musical.ly, then TikTok. This yeah. girl was like on Musical.ly and I think she was like doing something, maybe dancing or just watching Jacob Satorius. Oh, <laughs> um, and I worry about those people because like I said, um, you can just follow people as if they're deities. Yeah. Or dance like them. And then, I don't know, there's just something my mind doesn't think that it's the best thing to do. Um, give, but at the same give. time, I was probably dancing to like Barney or Elmo when I was so, her age. It's so crazy to me to think that Charlie D'Amelio, who was, I think, 15 when she started doing it, doing literally like TikTok dances. Like I'm not, if you dance and you do them, good for you. It's like, it's, it's something that I'm sure anybody can get down. And she blew up. She has nearly a hundred million followers. Like, think about that. Nearly a hundred million. She has like 30% of America following her. She was just a regular 15 year old girl. Now she lives in a mansion with her parents. For what? <laughs> what did she contribute? Well, I dance. I make my own videos. I dance and I only have like a 400 followers <laughs> that's like the people you know i mean start doing it on tiktok let's see where you go john maybe you blow up i don't know 
I don't think I'll, I'll stoop that low. I'm afraid of that type of fame. That's a th- Other than that, it's just like, there's no real value to those little dances, you know? Um, I'd be too self-aware of it. I would start thinking, why am I dancing? I'm yeah. like a monkey. Maybe that's a, a good gesture. thing, though. Self-reflection is good. But, I mean, that's not bad to dancing. Like, dancing is obviously amazing and it's a great like expression of emotion it's just the the tiktok dances though are so it's not it's not (laughs) it's not like you know you've seen like actual dance you know like on a theater like that's beautiful i did uh ballroom dancing for a year i think Uh, john's a very artistic person just so you guys know now i'm learning that he dances he, he plays the bass, and we'll get into that later because John has a story to tell. But anyways, continue, let me know about the ballroom dance. I learned how to do the salsa mm-hmm. and waltz, like, uh, you know, holding yeah. the hand around. And I think something else, but I okay. forgot. Um, and I'm very thankful that my trainer was like this young Russian lady so it was always nice to go there you gotta give it to the russians man they have some amazing culture uh the music the dance the literature specifically uh i'm sure if you like that carl young book you we should probably read uh dostoevsky i might be butchering that pronunciation Uh, but yeah um he's gonna get a dusty fc i I think i have i I think i have crime and punishment (laughs) in there um yeah i think my dad has that one i'm gonna have to ask him for it my uh, my pets were always named after uh russian poets so i had this tortoise that unfortunately died earlier this year in the summer i think rest in peace pushkin pushkin Uh, yeah. <laughs> such a good name like for a tortoise <laughs> um, and then I had this noisy just uncomfortable cockatiel bird do you know what those are they're like gray yellow red cheeks I can, I can sure. kind of a little bird um, that was really loud and I don't know I liked it because I like chaos and I like it when it's just like full on noise. Um, yeah. Whose name was Dostoevsky. And awesome. Ran away. Yeah. But he flew away, just gone. Yeah. After I think two or three years of just leaving the door open and he never ran out. Just one day he was like, okay, I'm out. Bye-bye. I guess he was, he was planning for two or three years. I don't know. Maybe he was fine with us for the two or three years, and then he just got sick of us. Maybe he's still out there. Dostoevsky, come back. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Um, But since you brought up the ballroom dance, I guess we can get into another one of your artistic abilities, which is that you play the bass. So... John actually had the opportunity to perform at the Latin Grammys. You want to go into that? Uh, yeah. So hmm. my dad, being um, a college professor, knows some 
sort of like professional musicians. Uh, so I was taught bass by one of the bassists. I don't think he was the lead bassist, no. But like one of the best bassists in the Las Vegas Philharmonic. Um, and then he knows this other guy who, I forgot how he got involved with it, but he provides bassists or musicians for the Latin Grammys. And then he told my dad one time that he was missing a bass. And my dad was like, oh, I got a son. He can do it. Um, and me being a high school kid, I'll take any gig, especially if it's paid for, uh, if I get paid. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I show up to the Latin Grammys and I don't, I lost my driver's license uh, or my driver's permit. So I didn't really have any identification. And the lady hands me this uh, labor union sheet that I have to fill out in order to get paid and to make sure I'm a US citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, where, where, uh, what's your form of identification? And I'm like, oh, my driver's permit. And I don't, I don't even have it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then I hand her the form and it's not filled out. And she's like, I need this, I need this identification. Like, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, how do I just give this form to her so she'll shut up? Had you lost the permit? Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know, what I've just learned is if you do anything with confidence, you can do anything. So I'm thinking, how do I give her this form? And she'll be like, oh, yes, thank you. And I'll just walk on the stage with my bass. Yeah. But. That sounds like. That sounds like those yes theory videos. Where they like. Could dress up as a security guard. When they aren't. They don't work there at all. And they get like a free pass into an amusement park. (laughs) I guess if you just. You just act like the role. You can get into anything. (laughs) Uh. But unfortunately, I don't know, I probably just could have made up an identification number, but then they probably would have seen it and called the cops on me or something. I didn't want to risk that. Could have been worth it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I walked out of the building disappointed because I just missed like two classes in school for nothing. I don't even get a paycheck. You ended up performing. Yeah, then the, my dad's friend calls me and he's like, where are you? I'm like, oh, they didn't let me in. Uh, labor union. And he's like, don't worry, it's okay. The woman's getting <laughs> mad at me. And there's this like old woman who's in charge of everything. She's like, you know, she's the main, main person. Yeah. Everybody will yield to her. And she's like, what are you doing here? Get up on stage or <laughs> something. And she's like, I don't care. I don't care about your identification. You have a social security number? That's fine. That's fine. Go up. And I'm like, oh. Let's go. <laughs> was it like a big crowd? No, nah, it was um, uh, rehearsal. Oh. So they were just making sure with all the sound setting and everything. Uh, and yeah, I got the part. I performed with Yatra. Yatra. Colombian artist. Yeah, I didn't even know who he was, but uh, he was all specked out in Gucci, I think. And he had two other people with him. 
who I don't know, I don't know their names. Uh, and they had iPhones, I remember that. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. <laughs> um, um, and uh, well, I had long hair, longer than you. At the and, time, yeah. Yeah, they just didn't, they didn't vibe with it. So I had to go, they like strung it back farther than I've ever had it before to the point where I was like bald or it looked like that. Um, yeah, it was cool. A lot of hours, but I got paid. Uh, pretty got good. paid? And I you got to go some... on TV. So. Hell yeah. And you met some famous Latin artists. I, I didn't get to meet them, but. You saw them. I you saw, saw them, them up close. Um, that's kind of crazy. You perform with them. They don't even know who you are. <laughs> they, yeah. They don't know who John Wary is. So yeah. they're lost. But they will. They will once this someday, podcast someday. goes crazy. Yo. One day they're going to know. Um, um, the crazy part was that they had a Mexican violinist there. I think they had Mexican violist there as well. Maybe a cello player. And none of them knew, I don't think a lot of them knew how to speak English. Um, well, maybe I a couple didn't. get into the labor union. Uh, yeah. They were just called there on the spot. Hey, you play violin? Get up on stage. Um, it seems so nonchalant for something as big as the Grammys. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they flew them in, I think. Okay, uh, okay. But still, you know, yeah. you don't even yeah. know English. Um, I didn't expect you to make the comment, but sort of how uh, the Yatra, the Colombian artist, was just decked out in Gucci. Mm -hmm. I wonder why, I guess at this point, it's just like everybody does it, but why do artists and rappers in particular feel the need to just wear 20-pound chains and designer clothing? Mm. Well... I don't know about the chains. I, I guess I get the chains because, you know, it's, it's a little nice little trinket. Yeah. Uh, I get the clothing, though, because well, probably everybody knows that I don't wear the most stylish clothes. Like this, this isn't designer or anything like that. But I do have, I love going to... Mm, any store really and then looking at the clearance section so I can get cheap prices and usually in the clearance section they have just weird clothes uh, like experimental stuff sometimes if you go to those stores um, yeah and you can get pretty pimped out on some like 20 to 40 dollar jackets shirts that are probably the if same you wanna... quality as a $1,000 Gucci shirt uh, maybe I mean don't get me wrong there's uh this like i think suit that's red and it's a louis vuitton and supreme mashup and it looks beautiful to me like beautifully dumb and i love it it's red white you're pimping you're pimping oh yeah louis vuitton and supreme come on mm -hmm. the combo is too much yeah but you don't have to dress expensive to look good. I sort of think that whenever you watch those like red carpet events, 
Uh, maybe not so much with the men. Sometimes, yeah, but like the female actresses or artists in particular wear these like crazy dresses. It's like, mm-hmm. why would anyone put this on? Uh, like the uh, South Park guys, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, when they went to the. I think I'm Oscar not going to understand this reference. They went there in dresses, like dressed up as women. And they were on acid. Hmm. And people were asking them, like, oh, why are you dressing up like that? And they just wouldn't answer the question. They would say, oh, uh, it's a lovely evening. I love everything that's going on. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> what a reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dressed as women on acid. What a show. I got to start watching South Park and those adult films. I never watched them when I was little. I would always, whenever I would be on a plane and you get like the movie and TV options, I would put on an adult film, but then my parents would tell me to take it off. I never watched oh. adult films. Uh, the best thing was going to New York with uh, our high school orchestra and band. And then we, I never fly with TVs on the backs of, I don't know, just TVs. I don't travel with them. Uh, So this was my first time and I got to choose movies. And so the three of us in our row, uh, we chose to watch, I think the hangover, no, super bad at the same time oh is it is that the mclovin yeah yeah that was funny that's really good yeah you you normally get them on the longer flights how was that trip though amazing uh you got to go you performed in carnegie hall right not as exciting as uh you expected the yeah not as not as exciting as latin grammys where i get paid to just you know, look like I'm playing the bass. <laughs> right. But yeah, that was, it was really cool. Um, a big stage, not that huge, but just, there's an aura to it. Robin Williams was there. Uh, the Vorchak was there. Carnegie Hall's legendary. Yeah, someday I'll go there sololy, you know. Oh yeah, set those big goals. Um... We're going to completely segue here, but we're going to get, you know, nobody, I don't, I don't know how many people actually stick around for the whole podcast, but I guess we can get a little bit more controversial toward the end, push those limits. Um, I was going to mention our generation of like self-diagnosing. Like depression? Yeah. Um, and I guess this sort of worries me with my own family, where it's like, oh, I have a headache, ibuprofen. And it's like, everything is medicated. And as long as it's legal, it's totally okay. Um, or like a kid is a little bit too energetic. Oh, he has ADHD, medicate him. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, it's hard to say because I don't, I don't take medication. Uh, but I watched the Kanye West and Joe Rogan podcast today, which I watched no, that too. <laughs> I was, yeah. 
it was an experience that's for sure <laughs> um, yeah but kanye kanye west was like mm, you didn't take medication today well did you brush your teeth today because toothpaste has fluoride in it which blocks something in your pineal gland or something which means that's that it blocks creativity i mean that's why you spit it out that's why you don't swallow <laughs> maybe you're around it that that was a had some sort of sexual connotation to it but um i guess that's kanye does get a little crazy with those yeah. things so one of the comments said he talks like he tweets <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that have seen his twitter he's a little cuckoo but yeah um but i guess he sort of does have a point to people that just like medicate everything yeah um once you get to that point you have to really worry about what you're putting into your body mm. which mm, i kind of did uh because my mom went vegan so we had to worry about putting meat into our bodies but mm, if you want to get really really fresh and be an actual human instead of a doped up person yeah uh, you'd have to probably create a farm and live off of your own food supply. Yeah, like food is so processed these days. Mm -hmm. um, my dad comes from South America and comes from a country there that is like 80% farmland. I'm pretty sure they have more cows than people. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually like pretty sure that's a fact. It's like Nebraska. Is Nebraska like that too? Uh, yeah, it's just like a In Nebraska fields of corn and uh, beans, soybeans. Just farmland. Mm -hmm. But like when he was little, like the food he bought in the grocery store came from like 20 miles away. Mm -hmm. And now everything is like mass processed. And um, I, I remember watching a video freshman year of like how we get our chicken. And they just pack. Uh, I mean, don't get it twisted. I still eat chicken, and nothing gonna stop me from eating chicken. I'm not. I'm not going vegan or anything. But it's it's still kind of sad to think about. No, it's very sad to think about. Like they just pack the chickens. They even like cut off their beaks so that they're not peck, like poking at each other since they're so packed. Mm -hmm. And then they just kill them, and um, and then they send them to us, or like mm -hmm. or like put hormones in their food so they get more eggs. Um, it's, in the, it's industrialized food. Yeah, which wouldn't be necessary if we ate normal amounts. Yeah, or we had this fast food market. But like, oh, it's so you can't go back from fast food. Just the convenience of fast food is so attractive yeah mm -hmm. uh that reminds me that my mom would go to live with her grandparents sometime and uh yeah i think her friend gave her a rabbit i think or maybe she had a rabbit she had a rabbit and she really loved it and she'd carry it around and she took it to her grandparents home and they were like oh let us keep it because, you know, the city, 
rabbit wouldn't do good there leave him on the farm and then i think she came back the next summer or something and um the the grandmother had a rabbit farm i think um and she was like oh where's my rabbit and the grandmother was like uh we ate it and it was so good that we just had to get more (laughs) oh my god (laughs) <laughs> oh my god that's so traumatic if yeah. you have like a little pet rabbit the russian stories are always like that in my family they always start out nice and then it's just like a tragedy at the end i saw this clip of lex friedman who's russian and it was a you i don't i'm not completely sure who the guest was but it was some guy who was like very conscious about like his health and diet and everything they were talking about like intermediate fasting how really it's only necessary to have like one meal a day and they were talking about dieting and like even fasting and Lex Friedman who's Russian was like uh sometimes I like to fast not just because it's healthy but because I'm Russian and I like to suffer (laughs) and I like to starve myself sometimes Oh. I was like, nice. <laughs> I just watched this movie the other day too. I forgot what it's called. It was like at the gates of the enemy. It was something like that. It was about the battle of Stalingrad. Mm. Um, and it's crazy how much the Russian people sacrificed to save the, the motherland in World mm. War II. Like supposedly as the germans pushed forward they would burn all their homes and farms and food supply so that when the germans got there they couldn't uh loot for anything or get food mm-hmm. and then when the winter came they went down just like napoleon so yeah i forgot what it was called i feel like it was called operation firestorm or something Gosh. Um, one second. Yeah, yeah. So my mom came in and she's like, oh, wait, we're recording this? Minor inconvenience. Okay, Sorry. back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not Operation Firestorm. It's uh, Scorched Earth. I don't even know if it was Operation. It's just called Scorched Earth, uh, where they're just destroying everything so that the enemy can't have anything. Uh, almost like a a man with nothing to lose should be feared or, you know, that type of mentality. There's, I, my dad told me about the story. I forgot exactly how it goes. So I probably shouldn't even be saying it in the first place, but I guess we'll, we'll improvise um, about this like village that was at the top of the hill and they were fighting this other army that was at the bottom. And they they just sort of were at a at a stalemate. Nobody was really winning. And so the days were passing and passing. And the village at the top was starting to run out of food. And so obviously they would have all starved to death because there's an army waiting for them down there. So they go down, they die, whatever. Um, and so they sort of reverse psychology at home. And they're like, let's, they had one cow left 
that was there and they had a bunch of wheat and that's all they had left just one cow and a bunch of wheat and so instead of surviving on that last bit of food what they did after months of a stalemate they cut open the cow and they put in all their wheat and they rolled it down the hill and then the enemy thought oh we got to surrender because if they're if they're rolling down an entire cow filled with wheat they must be able to go at this for a long time mm. um and the army marched away and it's kind of crazy how the risk they took just getting rid of their final food supply to trick the enemy so i guess that's damn we were talking about the art of war at the beginning <laughs> we're ending on the art of we're ending on the art of war now but i was going to bring Sounds that up sweet. earlier the, the the whole deception thing how they just took their final food supply and sort of used it as a message that we can do this for a long time mm -hmm. um but the russians went crazy yo yeah uh i think Stalin. i think it was something like the germans were only able to take like one street or one block at a time for one month or how do i say that every month they were only able to take one street because mm -hmm. the germans would like walk across the street and then they would get shot uh it was just guerrilla warfare basically um so yeah that's my are... that's my heritage heritage hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> Your brother looks so Russian. <laughs> uh, you guys are blonde and just look Russian. Russia is so uh, legendary. It's like nobody's ever been able to conquer Russia in the winter. Except for the Mongols. Yeah, except for Genghis Khan. But I mean, that man is, if there was ever God in a human, it was Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's terrible. He was a terrible person. He raped women. I'm pretty sure. Burned down like, villages. He had like 5,000 kids. Well, I know that uh, one kid was the descendant of him in my AP World class two years ago. So like, Actually? Like yeah, he did so an ancestry test? I think, I think so. Like that DNA got passed everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. I guess that's what happens when you go village to village and rape thousands of women. You go mm -hmm. to class in AP World and there's a descendant of a Mongol. <laughs> at least um, one. At least one. I'm pretty sure there's like a percentage of the world that has Genghis Khan blood. Well, even not if, even if they weren't a rapist, or actually, maybe I shouldn't say that, <laughs> because. <laughs> Well, who is it? I think every president except, I forgot who it was, even Barack Obama, uh, every president except one was related to King George. How many kids oh, did he have? the name. I don't know. But for like, uh, could say it's almost like trickle down economics um where you know you just have three or so kids they have three kids and then it's just multiplying um obama 
Obama's a descendant of King George. Oh, maybe it's not even King George, uh, but a king in England. Maybe he he's a descendant because he's mixed race. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to be a rapist. You just got to have a lot of kids. But it, it definitely helps to have a lot of kids. There's this, um, I don't know if it's really a story. I'm supposing this happens in a lot of places, but I'm Latino and we have, when you have, when you live in America and you have Latino friends, you sort of have people from all over the place, you know, like Puerto Rico, Colombia, Dominican Republic. And there's this, not person, but I guess it's the title you give to a person where you call them tigre, which is tiger. And the tigre of the village is the guy that sort of gets every woman, <laughs> just sort of impregnates her and dips. Um, and there's like stories where there's a tiger of the village that has so many kids that nobody can reproduce in that town anymore because they're all related. Oh, no. <laughs> so be careful, ladies and gentlemen. No. Stay strapped. Stay protected. And I think that's a, that's a pretty good note to end the podcast that's on. We'll I say that's a pretty good note to end the podcast <laughs> on. Stay strapped, ladies and gentlemen. Stay protected. Um, and, you know, if you have sex, whatever, just wear a mask. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. COVID is still out there. Wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Or just <sighs> stay, uh, stay six feet away from each other. Yeah. Sex six feet away. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to picture that in my head, but I guess we went there already. But yeah, episode four with John Wary. We might, we had some other topics that we wanted to touch on, but we might save that for a later time. My man, John Wary, is going to be sort of the regular guest here, suits the image of the podcast. So, next one, some interesting topics. Uh, yeah. An interesting guest as well. Do we have an int- do you have someone someone else coming on who's interesting? Uh hopefully everybody that comes on is interesting. I mean, oh okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, thank you guys for watching. Gonna start trying to grind out more episodes. It's just it's difficult getting guests, you know. Uh so all the shit we talk about the internet and social media, thank God it's here because I don't know how else I would find people to come on uh tiktok thank you thank you so much uh and yeah so might start pumping out more episodes also i started a tiktok go follow the twitter go follow the other shit related to the account drop a like subscribe is it gonna be in the description yeah everything will be in the description john's social media will also be in the description and with that (laughs) Have a blessed day, everybody, and peace out.